Kia ora kori I hope that your Waitangi weekend is going well. This morning on Waitangi Day, I just wanted to talk about Te Tiriti or Waitangi, the Treaty of Waitangi. And if you don't know anything about the treaty, I'm just going to just do a very, very quick overview of what it's about. And then I want to talk about like why, why is it important to the church or to Christians, this, this document. Well, the treaty was a, an agreement, a document that was signed between the British Crown, and at that time the Queen of England was Queen Victoria, and between Māori. Um, not all Māori um, chiefs in New Zealand signed it, but quite a significant amount did. 540 chiefs signed uh, over nine copies that went out from that day on 6 Feb around the country. So, you know, a significant amount of Māori chiefs and iwi signed it. Um, and in essence, it was uh, um, made up of three parts, three articles. And the key part of it was that the, the British Crown promised to Māori that they could have the exclusive undisturbed possession and use of their lands, of their estates, of their forests, of their fisheries, and that land could only be sold to the British Crown uh, first. And in exchange for those sort of promises, uh, Māori under the English version would give sovereignty to the British Crown and under the Māori version they would give um, kawanatanga, which means governorships, which is obviously two quite different concepts and that's where all the, um, a lot of the controversy is, lies in this whole matter. Um, you might be asking in this whole thing, um, especially as a Christian, like what's this got to do with the church or what's this got to do with Christianity? Isn't this just a secular document? Well, there's a huge amount to do with the church and Christianity here. Um, at, at the signing of the treaty, there was the head of the Church Missionary Society, uh, Henry Williams. There was the head of the Catholic Church, um, Bishop Pompelia. And then you also had um, the Queen is the, the head of, uh, um, the, not only the head of state, but she's also the head of the Church of England, of the Anglican Church. And so her Governor General, her representative, Governor Hobson, was also representing, in a sense, the Church of England um, on that day as well. You also had um, the, um, the translation of the treaty was done by Henry Williams and his son into Te Reo from the English version. So they made a massive role there. And then probably the biggest part that, that, that the church played in this whole thing was that um, Māori's relationship and connection was through the missionaries. And so they, they acted as like intermediaries or conduits um, between the British crown and between um, all the different chiefs and iwi and they were, played a massive role in helping Māori understand and, and, to, and to help them you know, with, with, with the signing of the treaty. And so they, they had a huge part in this, in this document. And then there's also kind of a final point I, I, I want to sort of add about why, why I think there's, this is there's something, a real Christian or spiritual part of what this, was, what this document was about, and that is that it's a, a covenant. Um, a couple of years back I was, um, went to a, a law conference and at that conference it was sitting around a whole lot of lawyers and there was a, a judge was there called Justice Joe Williams and he at the time was on the Court of Appeal but now is um, in our top court, the Supreme Court, and he was talking about the treaty and he was talking about how as, as modern Western people we don't understand what a covenant is because it's kind of quite an ancient thing. We think in terms of contract. And so, and you might think of like an agreement in that sense, like a contract. So you have rights, like things that I'm entitled to, and then I've got obligations. I've got things that I'm responsible for. And, and you know, with a lot of contracts, if, if things aren't working out, you can usually finish the contract. Um, but a covenant is, is something deeper. 
It's actually, um, one of the definitions is a solemn promise. And um, I remember sitting there um, as he's talking about this, and, and I actually thought, actually, as a Christian, I actually have a, a, a bit of an understanding of, of covenant because I serve a, a covenantal God. When I read scripture and what I know of the heart of God, he is a God that, that makes covenant with his people and he is faithful. He's made solemn promises to us and he has been faithful in that relationship and that partnership. And of course, we also have the, as Christians, we also um, celebrate the covenant of marriage as well. So we, we understand, we have a unique, I, I just want to say this morning, we have a unique position as Christians, understanding of what covenant and relationship is. And so we can look at the treaty and see there's more than just a deal or bargain that was struck. No, it's, it was a solemn promise. That it, was a, it, was a, it was a covenant between two people and we as the church can play our part in, in, in honouring that, that, that promise of, of partnership. Unfortunately, um, as we know, all those good intentions, particularly by the missionaries who did so well, by and large did so well, working in great relationship with Māori, um, a lot of that was all squandered throughout the 19th and 20th century. And unfortunately, the church eventually, as, as, as lots of settlers came into the country, eventually sort of sided with, with the settler government. And then coming into the 20th century, continued on sort of that process of colonization and assimilation and, and in that kind of monocultural way of doing church. And so uh, for Māori, they, they, yeah, as well as losing their land and, and going through the process of colonization and assimilation to a, into a very Western culture, they also experienced that in the church. And uh, thankfully, that has been changing um, over the last few years, over the last couple of decades, and there's, there's something beautiful happening, and God is stirring something again. And so, I, I just as the church, I want to encourage you. Yeah, let, let's let's lean into that amazing promise, covenantal promise that that the treaty was, and that we play our part in that, and, and being ministers of reconciliation, as Paul says, we play our hands and feet of Jesus to to help bring you know two cultures to live together. Um, in harmony. As well as that um, awesome cultural heritage we have as, as a country and foundational stuff on the treaty, we also have a wonderful spiritual legacy here in the Manawatu and, and many of us are not even aware of it. I, I was reading about this and, and learning about this a couple of years ago. Um, Hawani Mehana, uh, his original name was uh, Te Rangiotu, he, he actually changed his name to Hawani Mehana, which was a transliteration of John Mason, who was the um, missionary that brought him to faith. And he was just so profoundly impacted by the gospel message that he was known as a person, as a peacemaker, not only in his own iwi, the Rangatane for this area, but he was also known by surrounding iwi as being a peacemaker. And he was instrumental in bringing peace between uh, Rangatane and, and Rokawa. And, a, and the marae, which is based out at Rangiotu, uh, Te Rangamarie, was actually established as, as a commemoration of that peace between both iwi. And the name means um, peace, the peace of heaven. And it was actually established not, as, not only just as a marae, as a whānui, but it was also established to be a church, a place of worship as well. And I thought, wow, what, a, what an awesome story of God's legacy and heritage here in the Manawatū that we drive past when we're going out to, you know, Himatangi or going down to um, Foxton or Tangi Moana. Like, we, we've got this amazing piece of spiritual history right there. 
And then also, even in, in the very heart, in the center of our city, in the square, there's an amazing story there. Now that land there was um, also was intended by Hawani Mehana as, as one of the chiefs and, and also Te Pitea Te Awi Awi was that land with the intention was that that land would be used um, for, for both cultures, Māori and non-Māori, to, to live in peace and harmony together and it actually was given a name uh, to Marae or, or Hine, uh, you know, the daughter of peace, a courtyard of peace, it was going to be this place of peace and harmony and unity and that's right in the middle of our city isn't isn't that cool and and so i i just really today you know i just really as we look at that incredible spiritual heritage that we have in this nation from the treaty to the things that god has done in the manawatu i just want to encourage you let us be those ministers of reconciliation let us be play our part in this and if you don't know um the story of our land you don't know about the treaty or you don't know about the stories that in this area i encourage you to be a learner to to whatever age you are whatever stage you are be a learner be open to to what god has done in in this land and is doing and if we've got some fantastic books in our in our church library which um we could um happy to lend to you and and other resources we can put you on to but i just encourage you to open your heart and to continue on this journey to learn more because if we want to know what god is doing in our area you know, something that's really helpful is to see what he has done eh? like what he has done in our country in aotearoa but what he has also done in our area in the manawatu and so to this day on waitangi day i just want to pray a, a, a blessing over not only our nation um, not only over our area um, but also over us as a church that we would play our part yeah father god i thank you that you love aotearoa Lord, I thank you that you love this nation and you love this land, Lord. And um, Lord, I thank you for the treaty. I thank you for that covenantal promise of two people working together in partnership, Lord. Lord, we acknowledge that that hasn't, um, that hasn't been honoured, Lord. And, and often Māori have been treated shamefully, Lord. But Lord, we want to, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that as the church, we will play our part as ministers of reconciliation, Lord. That we would see that hope and that promise that was in that in original intention, that solemn promise that we that, that entered into as two parties, Lord, we would see that come into fruition as a nation. So, Lord, I pray that blessing over our nation today. I pray, pray it over our area too, Lord. I thank you for the spiritual heritage that we walk in today, Lord. I thank you for faithful people like Hawani Mehana, Lord. And, and Lord, we just honour um, Tangata Whenua. We honour um, Rangatane in this area, Lord. And Lord, we just pray, God, that you would help us, Kurimako, to play our part in your awesome story. In your precious name. Amen. Bless you guys. Hope the rest of your weekend goes well and you have a great week at work and back to going to school. Bless you.